Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. When have you ever cared about firing someone? No, I. You, you, you revel in it. <laughs> Don't. It's it's horrible. You uh, revel in it. JC, we have something to talk about at the end of the show. <laughs> It'll be a short conversation. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got the keys to the whole show. So I know. You I, know I was going to say we'd be fucked if you got rid of JC. I said you should be having that conversation with me. Last one in, first one out. <laughs> yeah, JC's got the red button. If need be, yeah. <laughs> delete four and a half years of work. Yeah. <laughs> delete all this stuff, by the way, JC. Or no, not. This is actually a good way to start. <laughs> Where's the big man? I, I just texted him. He, you know, he, he might be one of those all day sleepers today. Hey, are you, uh, where are you, who are you going to um, Mexico with? Is Mexico or Cuba? Oh, Punta Cana, going to Dominican. Oh, Dominican. Okay. With the kids. <laughs> with oh, the nice. kids and Tass. And we said, oh. I told the girls, I'm not getting you like lots of Christmas gifts. We're going to do. So I got them like three $50 things and we're doing a big trip. And that's wicked. this one we did sell off. Like we literally went last minute. We only booked yesterday and wow. it was making everybody crazy, except I know how these trips work. Like so in a good got, way, everybody crazy? Yes. No, yeah. in a bad way. Oh, okay. Meaning like, we need to know where we're going. I'm going, you're going somewhere hot. Bring your passport. That's all you need to know. Um, so we got this place, uh, Ibira Star Paradiso or something like that. And it's usually four and a half thousand dollars. And they 41% off to 2,500. So I'm like, it's a five star golf course, all this kind of thing. And has its own nightclub for the kids to try and sneak into because I don't, I don't want them going, Hey, we're, you know, I want them to be able to bond and get the hell out. I don't want them mm-hmm. around us all the time. So no, if you come all. back, if you come back with a, you know, it's supposed to be a yellow under 18 armband or hand, wristband and you come back with a blue one and you're drunk, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be happy for you. Like those are good things. <laughs> it's some good parenting right there. Like, well, it's a new world. This whole post vacation with Tassie, is it? No, we went no, to okay. that really expensive oh. Punta Mita um, Jurassic Park doors opening 
And was that, remember I told you the, <laughs> the so horrible, the what? Jurassic Park? <laughs> you, you remember the doors open at Jurassic Park? Uh, we were at a place that looked like that. And the doors Was Newman open. there with like an egg? And did it <laughs> yes, all go wrong? <laughs> absolutely. Look, I went to, Dubs, I went to an all white party. And oh there's God. there's a reason they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> a Caucasian cock fest? <laughs> it really was. Welcome to like, Caucasian fuck. cock fest. <laughs> Drop the pants. And there were no roosters in sight <laughs> there was there was no one other there was one other uh beige brown guy he was an indian dude and was then working every, there? no the oh. uh, but everyone thought i was working there <laughs> i literally they were like i go dude i don't know where the bathroom is i do not work here he's like oh i'm sorry i thought you were one of the workers i'm like no getting, thank you very much chips? yeah i was i was <laughs> thinking i was gonna stand by the stand behind the shrimp cocktail area and just hand them out one for me, two for you. One yeah. for me, two for you. <laughs> Should we just start? Sure. Yeah. Have we started? I think we did. We may well have started. Wait, 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 I got an opening. Ready? Oh. Okay. Hey, what do you call a... I don't, fuck. Forget That's it. good, JC. Damn it. I thought I had something, but I, no, I lost it. Oh, it's gone. There's now. the opening. Hey. <laughs> what a way to start. I see we're not 2024. What a way to end 2023. JC finally, after all these years, fucks up. First time. Usually your your freestyling is is the best. Well, that was a that was more of a um a product like a piece. Like a that was a, a bit. Yeah. The F okay. up was the bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Just, well, JC, but just if, a bit. if you you, it does come to you. If you too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime in the next 45 minutes to an hour, if it does come to you, if it pops up in your head, just jump in with it anytime. Okay. Okay. Um, it's Freddie Prime, the podcast. It's our final one. Uh, is it a final one? Are we doing one on, on Friday? I think we should do oh, one probably. on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I think it's an ultimate. Some... Oh, I was going to say it's your word favorite word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so excited. Penultimate. It's our penultimate Freddie Prime of the uh, the year. Mm-hmm. Dubs is here, and JC and Wonga, and Jimmy Brennan's back from his his mysterious coaching vacation slash work. <laughs> it's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. <laughs> What's that? It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Did you're you like, get that certification? Did you get a certification, Jimmy? Ah, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> He's certifiable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's come back a new man. There's no Craig today so far, but he will jump on at some point. So, were you in in Nottingham by chance during your um, work trip, and were you involved in in, in the firing of Steve Cooper and the hiring of uh, Espirito Santo, Nuno? No, but what a great result he had against Newcastle, by the way, away beating them three one. No, but I think you know a lot of a lot of fans were very upset with obviously Steve Cooper the way it went went down because he he was such a a legend. The fans loved him. Players loved him. They even came out and said that, you know, they, they've got to start getting things right for the manager, for Steve Cooper. Um, but in the end, look, I, I get it as a as a football club. It's all about results, especially that pro level. You have to win matches. Um, and far too often, I think at the beginning of matches, they they would start off great. They would get the early goal and then end up losing, losing matches. Uh, and obviously, a new manager comes in, gives you a new lease of life. Um, and I thought they had a wonderful performance against Newcastle, but now they've they've got to keep picking up uh, keep picking up points because you know Sheffield United they ended up picking up three points, Luton ended up getting points, so you know it's going to be tough for for Forest, and they've got big matches coming up now, but it's going to be a true test to see if they've got enough in the tank now to to pull away from that relegation zone. It's a good race, isn't it? I think oh, it might yeah. be a really good race at the moment because, like I said, Luton are picking up points. As are are the Blades with their own new coach. I mean, I know they lost uh, most recently, but it is kind of tight right now. Forrester seventeen two points up on Luton. I mean, do you think they'll be? What's your Jimmy? Tell me. Put the the heart aside from your head. Will, will Forrest be drawn into that relegation battle this year, or do they have enough under Nuno to uh, turn things around? I think they've got enough under Nuno to to get the results and get away from that relegation zone. They've got good players. I mean, I was reading, you know, a few articles as well where, you know, Steve Cooper even said himself that, 
there was a number of players that came in because we all know how many players Forrest brought in over the last couple of years that there was a, a lot of them that he didn't want. He didn't want the players and they were brought in through the club. Um, so you, you kind of tend to feel bad for him, I think, because I've been in a situation like that as well, where you end up with players that you don't want. Um, and then you're not getting the results. It becomes a little bit frustrating. So, you know, that was in, in one of the newspaper articles, but I think with a new manager coming in, it's a, it's a new lease of life for a lot of the players. Um, but they've got a huge job, huge job to do to try to pull away from that, that relegation zone. So I do think they'll be able to do it. I don't think they're going to get caught up in that relegation fight. And you've got to think Steve Cooper is sitting there. He, he won't be unemployed for long. No. Whether it's, whether it's in the Prem or in the league championship, a team that's on the cusp, needs that, yeah. next, that next push. He's going to be yeah. snapped up in no time, isn't he? Well, he was linked with uh, Palace at one point. And Palace was watching very, very closely, saying if anything happens there, then he's our guy. So I don't think it'll be be long before he gets an, another gig. Especially at this, you know, we keep talking about this Christmas period because there's so many games. And this kind of dictates where the table's going to go and where teams end up. Um, so I, I think over this Christmas period, you'll see a few sackings and... I don't think it'd be very long before he gets snapped up and gets into another big job. It is fun though, isn't it, Dubs? All these games. Look at Villa dropping points over the Christmas schedule to Manchester United. <laughs> wow, so much for all this love we're giving Unai Emery. He can't beat United after having a 2 nothing lead? Jesus Christ, give it up, right? Yeah, and, and Villa doing it exactly the way that they've they've found success so far. Intricate set pieces, execution, well-oiled machine. But then United, sort of everything about that half to me was was them expressing themselves the way you expected them to in, in previous fixtures. Um, and then the that moment um, when when Hoyland scores, uh, that it just seemed like it was it was cathartic. Not only for him, but for the club, for the fans, for everyone. Um, so I was pleased for them. I, I love to see United do poor, poorly as a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> um, but I think everything that's that's gone down with them, with the takeover, with Jim Rat, is it Ratliff? Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe, Jim Ratcliffe, and the way that they're going to take over football operations and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure how that's going to end up. Um, but they're going to trim the fat. They're going to they're going to make changes. But I I just think I think Eric Ten Hag I think he will remain at the helm, um, and he has remained positive throughout these this difficult spell that that the team has kind of fought through. Um, so I think it was good for them. It was good for the club. I think if you're a fan of the Prem, as much as again I'm going to reiterate I do not like United. I think the Prem is better if United is having success. Limited success. Yeah, limited success. I think, I, think, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's better for it, um, as much as I love to see them struggling and flailing and floundering a little bit. I just want to agree. I just want to say too. You know, they're 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 in sixth place. They're three points out of that. Like we've been talking so negatively and hearing the basically the navigation of the drama of United this entire year and seeing them go up and down and people bashing them. And I'm like they're still floating around sixth, which yeah. makes mm -hmm. it actually super exciting for them to either not make it or to make it, which would like be a punch in the face to everyone was, who hates United. The, the manner in which it was happening. You mm -hmm. know, that, that oh, absolutely. Rashford, you know, not not in, in, in any type of form, any recognizable form for him, for, for a striker that was probably amongst the best in the world say, a season ago, who's mm -hmm. just fallen off a cliff, just looking for their talisman, not being able to find it. The petulance of a Bruno Fernandes as your captain. Um, and, and just, you know, the the, the struggles that, that they were showing. And then well, the, going so many minutes without a goal. And, and Champions think, League crashing in crashing the Crashing out of League. Europe, right? Yeah. In eighth prior yeah. to to sort of that half where they, they scored the three goals. They have that goal denied, which is great team play, but they can't seem to, to beat that Villa offside trap, right? Um, so it was it was the way in which they did it uh, and, and the manner in which they just couldn't seem to get it over the line and, and, and find kind of that, that team cohesiveness in order to get results, um, especially in difficult times. But they... I think I, I sent to you guys on the dark web prior to those three goals against Villa to get those three points. Luton has scored more goals in the Prem than United so far this season. Yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. 
they're the lowest scoring team are they, in the league, I believe. Yeah. Which they were. Are they still? Let's see. They have 25 goals, 21, sorry, 21 goals for. Uh, that is, yeah, that is tied with, oh, no, sorry. Okay, the Blades have 15. <laughs> but okay, yeah. second, tied for second most, fewer, fewest goals in the league this season. Well, doesn't McTominay have the, the most goals on the team? Yeah. Well, that says a lot when you've got a midfielder scoring all your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it? Well, I mean, you, you talk about them. Yeah, they are six right now, and they're still very much, you know, top four or five will get you in the Champions League, right? And they're on that peripheral. Um, but I believe they've lost 14 games this season. 14 out of 27 or something. That that stat there, that's the one, isn't it? This is Manchester United. So in comes Sir Jim Ratcliffe taking control of all football matters. Um, he'll, you would think, take some time, although he's been <laughs> obviously watching very closely uh, about what he does. This team, regardless of, of what happened yesterday against Villa, needs a complete reset and a rebuild, you would think. You want to do some uh, stay goey, go through the squad, and who, who you would keep, who would you let go if you can? Sure, but before we do that, how about his statement where he was asking for time and patience? Yeah, you know what? Nobody gets time and patience, okay? <laughs> like wrong-footed in your with your opening statement, I thought. I'd ha- I'd hate to go on a road trip with dubs when you have to take a poop. <laughs> Get the fuck out! I'm I'm pooping. Just leave me alone for five minutes. We gotta go. We gotta go. Get in the car. <laughs> Yeah. Is that is that true, Dubs? Would you have no patience for a pooper? On I've, a road got, trip? I've got three kids. Ah, that's true. Right? You you have to have some modicum of patience. You have to. Well, you've got you got I can five imagine, more on I can this imagine, show. I can imagine that she schedules their shits. <laughs> it's almost as if you guys don't you know have me some at all. That is not the way I operate. <laughs> I don't have schedules. I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum from that. I'm in t- oh, I'm but you have a schedule right now. Parents, Shouldn't you be watching the World Juniors right now or something, Dubs? Canada plays a little bit later today, Sharm. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just asking the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you questioned my allegiance to this fine country of ours yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'd rather watch Bournemouth play than the World Juniors. <laughs> I mean, they, that's well. your own issues right there to contend with there, Sharm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay going. Quickly, let's go through this this United squad right now. Now, bear in mind that a lot of these players will be very difficult to move because the awful contracts they've been given the last couple of years. Lots of money, more than they're worth. Okay, but uh, okay, Rasmus Hoyland, the young striker, like, scored like his first Premier League. With Prime. <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> we just can't get rid of him. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, Rasmus Hoyland, uh, the young Danish striker, scored his first Prem goal yesterday. Has he shown enough that he should be part of the solution? Jimmy? Yeah, I'd keep him. He's a keeper for me. Good age. Speaking of a keeper, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Craig Moritz. Hey! Craig Moritz in the house, awoken from his morning nap. Hey, that's a new new top. That is a new top, isn't it? Yeah, it's my Grim Reaper top. Did you say Grim Reaper? Grim Reaper. Graham, oh, Graham Reaper. You kind of look Grim Reaperish, like from yeah. um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That Grim oh, Reaper. Yeah. yeah. When they were playing chess. <laughs> How <laughs> are favorite. you, Forrest? A little fuzzy, fuzzy. Dubs. Yeah. I got right. up early, but I went back. I had a just sort of fell back to sleep. So. You'll be. You get any closer to that camera, you're going to be in my living room. Fuck <laughs> 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 off, Jimmy. <laughs> so Craig um, we're, we're going through Manchester United and their squad right now despite the win yesterday uh, the new kind of ownership and the new football control for Sir Jim Ratcliffe yeah. Very quickly, just who would stay who would go uh, not, not counting the fact that some of these contracts are tough to move who are part of the solution for man, the great Manchester United okay so um, we, we already agreed that Rasmus Hoyland is part of the solution Alejandro Ganacho dubs I mean, based on that bicycle kick alone, keep. Okay, I, I agree with that. Anyone disagree? No. no. Okay. What about Anthony, Craig? Anthony or Mr. Stepover himself? Solution or get rid of him? He cost him a lot of money. Okay, he did cost a lot of money. I'll say solution. Hmm. Okay. Surprising. Okay. I'd get rid of him. He noises shit out of me. 
Same. <laughs> that's not me as well, but he's got that. But he can seduce a coach, though, right, with the, the skills. He's one of those players, but I'm with him. Get rid of him. See ya. Marcus Rashford. Is it time for a fresh start somewhere, Jimmy? Or is he just, just too good? He's too much in the toolbox. He can be a part of the solution. He could be, but I think maybe it's time for him to move on. He's got to go. Yeah, I agree. He Get needs new new challenge. Yeah. Trouble is, Dubs, he's one of those players, right, who, who would leave and would be a superstar somewhere else. And you yeah. think, man, the one that got away, right? Mm-hmm. That's That's the problem with moving on Rashford, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes though, and that's what happens with, with strikers or any player is, is you're sort of shackled to, to a system or to a regime or to a coach. And then you need that freedom under somebody else um, or, or with new, you know, creating new partnerships in order to sort of bring all that talent to the surface again. So maybe he does need a, a new start just for his own head, but um, I think it could be part of the solution. Maybe this is just an extended wobble. Maybe he does find his form again. Extended wobble. Mm-hmm. Some foul joke in there somewhere, but I can't think of it. At the moment, I was just but... thinking that's how you describe me after a night drinking. Where's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wager? Wobble. Extended, extended Wobbling thing. the St. Louis. <laughs> All right, Craig. His game for was you. like Wonger in a nutshell, wasn't it? It was like, oh, Wonger's in trouble. Wonger's in trouble. Oh, there's Wonger coming up the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those, you know, those blow up things where you punch them, they go down, and then they just come back up again. <laughs> they're actually called Weeble Wobbles. Is that what they're yeah, called? The weeble yes. Weebles are the, are the plastic <laughs> ones, right? Weeble Wobble, yeah. That's or, right. Weeble Wogger Wogger. Weeble Wobble Wonger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an, there we go. There you go. Alliteration and everything. There you go. Perfect. You can't knock him down. And then eventually he doesn't get up. <laughs> for three days or, or just the pinky rises just the pinky comes to the surface <laughs> well the undertaker <laughs> through the earth deformed pinky like carry yeah. through the earth eh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly carry ryan no carry the yes, horror film stephen, stephen king, king. oh that carry okay mm-hmm. yeah all right um okay craig andre anana it's a terrible start to his United career. We've seen that before, but we also saw what he did last year with Inter Milan. Yeah. Andrea Nana, would you have patience with him? Stay or go? Honestly, I would say go, but I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think he can turn the corner. I don't think he's turned into a bad keeper overnight, although sometimes it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's so strange, but he yeah. still makes those great saves now and again. That makes them yeah. It's tough for him in any side too, you know. Like it, and this side for United isn't what you know Schmeichel played behind or anything like that, right? Or Bartes. So, I have a question yeah. though, Forrest, about yeah. Onana. When he does come up with those great saves, it's like there's very little thought involved. It's very reactionary, mm-hmm. and you're seeing. The instinctiveness of his game, like that raw talent. And it's almost yeah. when he's given more time and his positioning is more heavily relied upon is when he's letting the team down. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And I think that sometimes his, his reactions and his shot-stopping ability, I think it's it's fine. But there are times when he, he does shift across the goal, he doesn't get himself set. And that has been the case on a few headers. But Nothing that can't be solved, I don't think. But it's amazing that you talk about somebody that's supposed to be the finished product, and he, he just seems to be, you know, a ways from that, you know, making some pretty basic mistakes, I think. What about the goal? Did you watch the game yesterday, Craig? Most of it. See the goal he conceded, the one that bounced just in front of him. Yeah. Because I know the, the commentators were kind of critical on him, saying that he could probably have done better there. He didn't come yeah. for it. It's a great ball in, though. It's a fantastic ball in. Would you blame the keeper for that, or is that just you know what? Great cross, tough to deal with. Yeah, um, I wouldn't blame him for it. I would now blame him for it, but yeah, he probably could have come for it. But it's, you sort of just adjust your game sometimes. I think around positioning yourself not to make mistakes. Mm. Don't want to put yourself in that position if you don't have to. Yeah. Do you think he's a top five goalkeeper though? No, well, he hasn't like looked at it. Playing the top five teams, he doesn't look at it. 
I mean, either. No. But last no. year he was. And he's still, he's not an old goalkeeper, right? He's very much in his prime. Last year, Inter Milan got to the Champions League final. Yeah. Do you think collectively with, with United that this is, uh, sure, they have some sort of, they have players with raw talent that still need to be kind of developed and shepherded on so that they can maximize their potential. But in the guys that are supposed to be the sort of the, the pr- like the proven or like the ready-made product in order to bring success, this is a couple of them now in, in Rashford and Onana and there's maybe Anthony, there's even a few more that it's almost like a collective dip in form so that, you know, maybe this sort of condemnation of the, of this squad and talking about retooling and, and getting rid of, of players, maybe they just need to preach a little bit of patience. Maybe they will come around. This is decidedly glass half full here. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have this feeling that it's just a, collectively a group of players that have just not been able to consistently do anything. I mean, let's face it. It was great yesterday. It was nice to see Old Trafford like that again for the home fans, I guess. But other than that, uh, it, it largely has been very, very poor this season. Well, I mean, it's interesting, Dubs. You say that. that they've, they've, to use a word from your vocabulary, they sprinkled some, some youth in there. But at the same time, they spent a ton of money on some aging players in Casemiro. Sofiane Amrabat, who hasn't looked up to the pace at all so far. He really far, hasn't. Right? So it's, they've got the mix wrong. Fergie would do it, right? He'd sprinkle the youth in and he'd get the veterans, right? And, and the mix there, Jimmy, was perfect. He just had a way. He understood the, the, the recipe for how you mix them together and it comes together into this beautiful meal. Whereas right now, it's like this freaking awful stir fry and they haven't, you know, even chopped the vegetables right. I think it's also down to the the scouting department. I mean that that's been brought up numerous times. Yeah. Um, that 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 needs to be revamped as well because I don't feel the players that are coming in are Man United quality. I <laughs> don't. You know, when you look at it, when you look at the players of the past, there was a certain standard of player that was that you would say, yeah, that that's a Man United player. Today, what what is a Man United player? You don't see that that standard, and when you're getting bought for sixty, seventy million, I'm sorry, but you're you're a top world class player. You should be settling into a team right away. I mean, how much fucking time do you need? Especially when you're an older, experienced player, you know. And and you know, we're, we're talking about the goalkeeper, the mistakes that he makes. Some of them, you're just shaking your head, going, "How the fuck are you making mistakes like this?" Like, there's no way with with your quality that playing at Old Trafford, at Old Trafford can get the better of you and it's happening to a lot of a lot of the players are just not settling in i think they've got too many individuals and i don't think they've got team players and those team players that have great character harry mcguire's got good character johnny evans has good character but as far as executing on the pitch they're not united players anymore maybe once yeah. upon a time they were but it hasn't worked out for them but is it a confidence thing is anana kind of the new harry mcguire right in, in that yeah, the, the skill set is there somewhere in the toolbox. But given the results and, and, and the people around him, he's just lost all semblance of, of confidence and isn't half the player he used to be. Is it that simple? I think so. The Premier League is incredibly tough and competitive these days too. Yeah, Alex Ferguson, you know, there was a few teams that weren't even around. Aston Villa certainly wouldn't have tested them back in the day. Chelsea for a long period of his career wasn't really a contender until the money came in. Man City was never the noisy neighbors that they are now. And just that doesn't help things for Man United when Man City is winning the World Club Championship for the what, third time or something. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Was it the third time? Well, no, no, it's uh, Pep's third time, right? No, so you, Craig, Craig's right. I mean, when you look back then, I mean, the, the big matches were against Arsenal. That was a monster match for them. Newcastle yeah. gave them a, a little bit of a run for their money at time. Blackburn. Like there was only for a, a, for a few years. Blackburn yeah. was kind of fortune, and there was only a few clubs really that were pushing, pushing United. Yeah, I mean, I guess okay. So when when Jose came to Chelsea, that changed it, right? And that was what two thousand and four, five. I think it was around there. Yeah. Right. When and then, that, that, yeah, when Abramovich took mm-hmm. over, right? That's when it all kind of changed. Uh, Arsenal was all, always hanging around there prior, of course. Um, trying to think. I mean, Liverpool was never, never in that 
conversation in Fergie's era. Uh, once yeah. he started winning in, I guess, what, 89 or whatever it was. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? The game has changed. The league's changed. It's, it's more, there's more depth now, way more depth than there was in the late 90s. And that's- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Not to take away from Fergie, just to be clear here. But if you want to take it that way, go right ahead and hate us. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's a right. good... There- uh, Forts, Forts makes a, a good point about about the parody, <laughs> right? For sure, there are lot, lots of teams in that discussion for 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 Europe. Um, you know, just how competitive it is straight across the board. But that said, um, there is a certain standard that should be upheld at United, and they're falling well short of it just now. Okay, very quickly, the rest of the team here: Jaden Sancho, um, Jimmy, stick around, or has he got to go with or without? Uh, a new manager. Uh, He's not I would like now. to see him. I, I would like to see him see him stay because he does have bags of potential. And this, I mean, like a, as a manager, it's your job to get the best out of a player and provide every resource for the kid to be successful. Um, and you don't put a valuation on a player like him, buy him, invest in him, and then just say all of a sudden, oh yeah, now he's not good enough. No, you've you've got to mend the situation. Um, and and get the best out of this kid because he is a very, very good player and he could help. I would keep him. Dubs, Harry Maguire. Yeah, difficult. Um, I think given his own personal arc and the fact that they are sort of devoid of character and leadership, I think he's an important piece of that dressing room. And I think he needs to be kept around at least for a little while longer. Okay, it's tough to move him to. I mean, I, I mentioned that before, but they, they tried, I think they tried to move him this past summer, right? But he wanted to stay. Uh, Craig Casemiro, who is a shadow of what he was last year, and he is into his well into his 30s at this point. Yeah. Do you try and jettison that if you get a chance? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Too old. Too old. Got to move on, right? Slow on. All down. right. Mason Mount. Remember him? Remember that big signing? I just want to say, um, I thought this was our end of year wrap up, and I didn't sign up for an entire podcast talking you know, about it. Is. We'll, we'll get to that. Roster. We have Friday as well, Dubs, for that too, right? Mm. Mm. You're doing a great job, though, for someone that's not prepared. You know, we can barely tell. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Mason Mount, very quickly. Mason Mount, can we stay going? Go poop, GC. I give you permission. <laughs> stay or go, Mason Mount, Jimmy, quickly. Stay. Hey, Bruno Fernandes, Craig. Uh, stay. Scott McTominay, dubs. Uh, I mean, I think he does a tremendous job balancing his work as an extra in diehard films and his professional <laughs> soccer career. So I think just for that, he should stick around. Is he what one of the bad guys in diehard moves? Mm-hmm. 100%. One of the, the tall, yeah, blonde, uh, Aryan-type fellas? Mm-hmm. He's prolific. Like he's got to stick around. How do you get rid of him, right? He's I your know. top scorer. What about Johnny Evans, Craig? The old veteran came back. You know, they were in, in, in need. He, he's yeah. stay or go. Is he want someone that can lead the kids and show them how it's done? Yeah, he could be a squad player. Okay. Raphael Varane, legend. Jimmy? Uh, keep much. Him. You keep him, would you? Really? Yeah. Again, no, to, to show the kids how it's done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, dubs Luke Shaw. England left back. 
He, he's been amongst their best players of late. Keep. Okay. All right. Here's one for you, Craig. I think we know the answer. Anthony Martial. If there's one polarizing player in that squad, it's this guy. Mm. It's got to go. <laughs> yeah. Has to go. Has to go. <laughs> Said with conviction. Jimmy, Lissandro Martinez is a World Cup winner. The diminutive center half. Stay or go? Go. Okay. Really? You yeah. want to get what? You want to replace him with what? A, a more typical center half? Look, I mean, let's be honest. Their whole back line's got to go. So Aaron Juan Basaka dubs also has to go? Uh, Yeah, I'd say go. Can we okay. do all of this to uh, JC? Can we put the clash underneath this entire discussion? Okay. What song, dubs? <laughs> I wonder which one. Well, it's, not, it's not London's Burning. <laughs> Working for the clamp down? I didn't, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I love the clash reference, so that's wicked. Christian Erickson, quickly, almost done here. Christian Erickson, dubs? Keep. Yeah, you have to keep Christian he, Erickson, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he was in the 11 in that game yesterday, I think, was was a big part of why they turned things around. Okay. Well, that'll do it, I think. That'll do it as far as uh, going through uh, United stay going. I think we all can all agree God. there needs to be uh, a lot of change. Big change. Big change. Okay, so as, as Dubs is pressuring us, she's done so much preparation, kind of end-of-year wrap. Uh, we put it to our, our wonderful listeners and viewers to discuss – the moments of 2023 that stand out to them, the moments. And of course they delivered. Wonger, is your Twitter working now? Uh, it is working. Ooh. <gasps> okay. Huzzah. Who knew it would work? Um, I have to say Dave Starkey gave a very uh, comprehensive breakdown and there seems to be a crush on Amy Walsh Ooh. because the moments for him were, Amy Walsh joining FP, Amy Walsh's TSN hair, Amy Walsh's broadcast. You know, notice that it's Amy Walsh's broadcast. Name mentions of the FP, FPSC, so that's our Footy Prime Supporters Club. So that was one of his moments. Wonger's mail sack. I made it to Dave Starkey's hmm. moments of the year, and uh, to end this one, the constant laughter and still able to supply us with great football insights from everyone on the greatest podcast ever. And then he ends it with, did I mention Amy Welsh? So thank you, our boy, Dave Starkey, who has a crush. But going back to all of this, I have to say, Dubs, tell me the Amy Welsh's TSN hair. You were exhausted throughout. How was that, those moments working for TSN at four in the morning? How did your body handle it? How did you, like, going there at two in the morning, pitch dark in the summer? Yeah. Was it fun? Was it enjoyable? Or was it, oh my God, I'm I'm gonna die at the end of it? Like how close were you to getting therapy at the end <laughs> of this thing? Because you had and, and, sunlight. Mentioned Stockers wants great detail in how your body dealt with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to make it weird? And then can we go back to the Man United questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still have no. to poop. <laughs> first of all thank you starkey he's the best um but no that experience was was incredible it was very challenging but then once you were in the rhythm of it of you know getting up and then getting to the studio like you said when it was you know there was the the carry fest that was happening outside the sheraton people were still milling around at two in the morning and i was getting an uber to the studio um that was very disorienting but then once you were actually at the studio and I, I told you guys there's only the one moment that I fell asleep when I was meant to be like, n- not while the cameras were rolling, but while I was watching the game and meant to be putting together like liberos and packages. And <laughs> LD poked me. He was like, you okay, buddy? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> but, um, but was yeah. Was it in one- the edit suite? You fell asleep? But no, no. So, like sitting at oh, the panel. So where, Laura, where they, like, Laura like poked you and went, are you yeah. going to make it? Hey, pal, <laughs> pal, you okay? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little bit challenging. But no, once you were there, it was good. It was when you were removed from that kind of working environment. And then I was trying to cobble together hours of sleep. And I was never able to get on a schedule where I could get like a long stretch of sleep. So that was that was difficult. 
but it was really, really fun. And I loved it. I loved the people that I worked with. And I thought I was sort of spoiled and selfishly. I adored that I could just devote that much time to immersing myself in the best of women's football. That was amazing. Has your family forgiven you? <laughs> I think everybody has, except for my daughter. Oh, really? She's she reminds me every me. now and again. She's like, remember that time where you were in Toronto for almost two weeks? I'm like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but you're doing it for womankind. She should appreciate that. That's right. For the greater good. Not many men working in that show, were there? Oh, my God. Just saying. A little bit sexist. <laughs> men can talk about women's soccer too, you know. Just throw it out there. Well, here's another thing. They call it the Women's <laughs> World Joey. Cup. They call it the Women's oh, World off. Cup. They don't call the Men's World Cup the Men's World Cup. They call it the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No room for men. Nope. Dubs, as always, just like, just give us one. Actually, the opposite. (laughs) Briefcase wanker. (laughs) Um, Our boy, Alan Scholes, and I'm surprised we didn't think of this because we actually were there. I don't know if it got a mention. It may have. My brain is kind of fuzzy. But it was CPL final was a huge one. And I, I thought, and he also gives one soccer props, he says, for all the games they put on so I can watch all the matches. But that one soccer finish, the Olympico at the end, uh, the one soccer, the CPL final finish was spectacular. And four of the six of us were there. We enjoyed the entire match. But Craig, we were there. That was sensational. And Jimmy was calling it. Yeah, it was one of the highlights. Yeah, it was. It was one of the, actually one of the highlights of Canadian, any sort of Canadian event I've ever been to. It was, it was exceptionally good. And Atmosphere was great, and it was great. Well, I mean, Calgary played well. Well, the game wasn't great, actually, for the most part of it, but they played well enough. It was hard to know which way it was going to go, but it was nice to see the home team win, and the atmosphere in Hamilton was absolutely brilliant, and it was great for the game, great for the league, and uh, everything around it, the parties, the celebrations, the supporters groups were exceptional, and they treated us really well, so we also had a a really good time. Well, you had the other big thing event is, feel, right, guys? Pardon I me? Wasn't there. You had that big event feel. It yeah, it did. It did. And we were fortunate enough to be in the Tony Bet uh, Partners booth uh, slash suite and just texting with Jimmy at the end of the game. Jimmy, what was your takeaway from that CPL final other than Jenkins jumping up and down like a crazy man? I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the... The events and everything that were put on uh, were, were all first class. Um, you know, there was no expense spared. And uh, it just felt like a, a championship final weekend. Um, and then to go on what Greg was saying as well, just the, the match. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great match, you know, but towards the end, it got a little bit better, a little bit livelier. The fans got into it. Um, and it finished off really, really well. And the celebrations were great and went on into the night. But um, overall, for me, I thought it was a, a very, very good weekend for for Canadian football. Yeah, one of the highlights of uh, what was otherwise a pretty disappointing year for Canadian football. Let's be honest. Um, outside of Sinky's farewell, Olympic qualification, you know, obviously highs. We discussed that last time on the show. But, you know, there was a lot of off-the-pitch nonsense, of course, once again. Now, maybe that's changing now. Alison Wagner's been uh, announced as the new general secretary. Actually, you know, it's funny. I, I interviewed Mark Noonan, the CPO commissioner, CSB uh, CEO last week for a column on Thursday and got some great cl- quotes, you know, and talking about the process and how much they were involved or not involved in finding the general secretary. And then it go, it's going to drop on Friday morning on the star. And of course, Friday, they announced the new general secretary which kind of dates pretty much everything I fucking asked. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, really, Canada Saki had to do it then. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dubs, I mean, that's okay. It's going to be a big year coming up for, for Canada soccer, right? From, from a labor standpoint to finding a new coach now. Mm-hmm. And they have the person, it, probably the most important, important person at the Canada soccer right now is going to be Alison Wagner, who's got a lot of background in commercial sales, branding within the sports sphere in Canada. I don't know. I've never met her before. We'll try and get her on this show at some point for sure. But is, is that glass half full light at the end of the tunnel? I think so. 
Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. I think that we we talked about. Alison Canada Walker. Soccer. Sorry, I'm saying Wagner Walker. I'm sorry, Alison Walker. Sorry to interrupt, Dubs. Talked about Canada Soccer finishing off the year on a high and hoping that that would continue well into 2024 and beyond. But I think this hiring is is again a step in in the right direction. Uh, seems to have the the wherewithal to to do a, a good job, as you said, expertise in the commercial sort of marketing sphere. Um, but I think that's where Canada Soccer has been lacking expertise. Um, and then it, I think that the next step now is is can she surround herself with people who who have now the wherewithal to to deal with sort of the the sporting landscape, the uh, the shareholders, the provinces, the grassroots, um, and as I said, the the hiring for the for the men's team. That is certainly first and foremost that has to be dealt with. Um, and then the relationships with players. I think that needs to be sorted um, with, with the CBA. Make sure that's healthy moving forward. But uh, And a McGill alum. So I think that's, uh, that's good too for, for me and Longer <laughs> to see that happening. <laughs> and also the ultimate Frisbee Hall of Fame. Did you guys see mm-hmm. that? I did see that, yeah. I did not know that yeah. such a thing existed, but no. yes. Don't bash other sports. I'm not Walsh. bashing. I just am unaware. No, no, of you're bashing ultimate. it. It was a backwards compliment. <laughs> Dubs, Forth, don't, don't, Forth has don't a great do. experience of that. Don't you, Craig? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, ultimate runway. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for ultimate. Actually, I think Jimmy told that story. You weren't here, Craig, but Jimmy told the story when you got smashed in the face by the disc. Yeah, my very first game. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was like, "Well, tell me what to do." And literally, the first. When they throw the disc off and they, to start the uh, the play or whatever, you throw it to the other team. So they're like, okay, so we're going to throw it down there. And then what you do is that's your man. That's the person you got to uh, defend against. And this is how you defend. You get in front of them, can't touch them, blah, blah, blah. Make it difficult for them. So this is what happens. Throw it off and it goes right to my right to my guy that I'm marking. So I run over to him and I'm standing there. And as he picks the disc up, he's – I don't know what he's doing, but he's deciding that he's going to try and throw it a hundred yards. And <laughs> I stand right in front of him, arms wide. I'm like, okay, defending it. And he just throws this thing and it hits me right in the beak as hard as it possibly could. <laughs> this blows up. And now I got blood running down my face. I can't even see my eyes are watering. I think my nose is broken. I'm a very first fucking play. It's like, I thought this was supposed to be non-contact. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hasn't got me into the Hall of Fame yet. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you guys see the picture I sent? Uh, someone posted it on Twitter of his Ipswich back in 86, I think it was. And it's three Ipswich players dressed up as NFL football players. Or maybe it's CFL. I, mean, I think it's actually a CFL ball because they had the white, the white thing on it. Um, and Craig, I said, is that you, Craig? And it was. Do you, Craig, you, you, do you regale that photo shoot? And what was it about? Um, they were going to have a an NFL, well, not a, a football game, a gridiron game at Portman Road at the end of this season, I believe. So there was a bit of buzz around this game that they were going to have. North American military base was involved in it, but not. But anyway, because of that, they uh, they geared up three guys. So Frankie Alp was one of them as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Craig, you would have made a hell of a tight end. Good hands. Okay, speed. Dubs, you can go. You, you say it, yeah. Dubs. Go on. He has a good tight end? There you go. Oh, so sexist <laughs> on this. It Longer is says that every time Forrest gets up to go to the washroom. I do. I'm like, <laughs> look at that booty. Well, He was a football player, I mean. <laughs> JC's, tell JC, JC has a story that we got together on family day. Remember JC? Mel? Can you tell that? Well, she's in the next room. And I hope she can't hear this, but we, it was family day, what, like four years ago. And we all went and we did a live show, not a live show. We did a show from, um, Betty's Betty's bar. And, um, so there's Dickio and Craig both wearing track pants, I think. And Mel's she's, but she's a, a smaller gal. Anyway, they're they both standing beside her and she's like, it's like, damn. These guys both have great asses. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. <laughs> but because but because it was weird because she was like about eye level with Dickio's butt, but with Craig, because his torso so long, she had to like look way down and 
Like yeah. it was right around the bird. <laughs> right around His ass was down by her knees. <laughs> but still a wonderful bump. He's like a Yorkie. <laughs> she had to look way down to see Forrest Dickio. Jesus, <laughs> oh, once again. Took it too far. Uh, oh, come on. Warren, I'm asked to stay on your couch, by the way, now. Yeah, not a problem. I was just going to say, you, you used the line, Mel, I'm right here. You know, like she's saying this right in front of you. She couldn't see me because Craig's badonkanok was blocking <laughs> her view of my face. <laughs> Just tingling her. <laughs> like the eclipse. <laughs> Anybody want to bite? But speaking of taking things a bit too far in the best way possible, I can't believe that I forgot to mention it last pod. And I can't remember who in our supporters club reminded me of it on Twitter. But maybe my favorite moment from the Women's World Cup was Alicia Chapman. She fucking jumped into me, you twat. (laughs) Which is now on a mug that I use regularly. And I, I love it. I adored her for it. You're actually even wearing your pussyfoot shirt right now. I know. So the one soccer run we had, what, seven, was it seven weeks? Seven shows? Seven, seven shows, shows, shows was, one it? soccer. That's right. Yeah. But we'll get yeah. to that in a second, by the way. <laughs> um, seven shows, one. Yeah. Uh, that was such a fun run. And, and you know, we've got some moments from the footy prime law there. Pussyfoot, the mug, the egg on Jimmy's eye. So we, we hope to continue that at some point in the, in the near future. So stay tuned on that. Um <laughs> What? We love the sty. <laughs> the sty by Rhonda. That she, <laughs> how's that she doing, did, Jimmy? Lean in a little bit. Let's she see. did how's post. Doing? Do you see it, Jimmy? The post that Rhonda put together? How the sty has basically pushed you aside and taken over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hilarious. The sty has cut you out instead yeah, of you cutting right. the sty out. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Um, the, the song, JC, I've got to say, man, you did such a great job with that. 12 Days of Christmas. It was brilliant brilliant so thank you you that. guys well you guys did it it was great no not really you did you made it you way better it. with your edit and everything you did <laughs> for it's sure amazing well done and and up? dubs i just wanted to say it was brett lubkiski who brought up alicia chapman at the world cup versus australia and yes, he also you, because he is a west uh west coaster he i think because he's he references tss rovers beating valor at swangard stadium so you know it's the it's the it doesn't always have to be the Canadian team. It doesn't always have to be the CPL, but it has to do with development and teams in Canada, which make what we do on footy prime all the more um, feel like, Hey, we're, we're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And Chris well, Corgan had also and, mentioned that too, on the Swan right. guardians and, and their win. And I think he also mentioned that the league one women's coach in the Rovers run in, was it the champions league cup this year? That they went, did they beat uh, a CPL team? I believe they did. She was the assistant coach for the the men's league one team, oh. which is great. I mean, speaking of development and opportunities and, you know, and making sure people are progressing and getting held up when they are deserving of that. Well, and, and that tournament thing. too, the Canadian Championship, how we're getting more and more teams involved. And now we're talking about great moments and shocks happening that doesn't involve an MLS team. Or a bigger team, but like CPL and lower shocks. That's brilliant. That's that's how you grow um, history, and and you, you grow this championship, which is potentially brilliant. Right? We're getting there. It's going to take a long time, but little things, little positive things we're seeing this this year for sure, amidst all the bullshit and the and negativity. Did you guys see this as well? Yes. Oz Sweeney posted this. On Twitter, he said he was in his parents' attic and he came across some 1994 player cards when Forrest was in there. It's a great, great picture, picture too. Yeah, great awesome. Picture. Was he dressing it up, do you think, a little bit, though? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the save? Craig, do you remember saves, Craig? I'm curious about that. Uh, I remember that one. That was a penalty at Azteca. Oh, oh no, you remember that one. Goodness. Wow. <laughs> just throw that out there. Ah, just a penalty save in Azteca. Yeah. That thing should be like blown up and framed. Yeah, it should be. Should be. They should be the Canada Sucker should put like a memorabilia section on their website and, and sell this kind of stuff because it's amazing. You're I'd totally right. Yeah. Speaking of selling, um, we we know this is uh I know this is my segue. This is uh a, a mix of the foundational because it is Wednesday, but a little bit of this just in, and we'd be remiss not to mention. 
that our supporters club won their parlay again mm-hmm. and we failed. We went burning down what on the Friday. We, well, no, uh, we didn't. I did. Oh, on did the you Friday. Won it? No, oh. the early game. Okay. Uh, what was it? Uh, God, Sheffield United yep. versus Sheffield tied 1 1 versus uh, who was on that Friday? So many games now. We had two right results in our five match parlay, including my, um, what was it? My, S- that, that weird simulated thing I did. reality Simulated or reality <laughs> match. Chelsea oh. won. Thanks, Chelsea. We, it was in Newcastle. Forget now. Anyway. We won. won that one? Yeah. We so didn't. all the I real did. games we lost? <laughs> Someone else won one other. I forget who it was now. It wasn't me. Epic well, Fulham. And they mm. lost. Congratulations, our supporters club. And we want to thank you for all of the, what you do. You do. Great, great parlay there on TonyBet.ca. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and we'll sorry. And I was off. also going to mention, uh, there was three different Tony Bets on Twitter. So the one we're supposed to be following speaking to our friends over at Tony bet is at Tony bet underscore Canada. That mm. is the one we're following right now. So if you're going to reference Tony bet, which we love, God, we're going to say Tony bet a lot. They'll be happy about this is at Tony bet underscore Canada. Just so you know, it's going to be a big year for our relationship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Might take the next step. Get off first base. It's like the sty. <laughs> The sty divorced. It's going the other way. Had enough, hasn't it? <laughs> Had enough of Jimmy's bullshit. Sty's got its own briefcase now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Fanny pack. It's got a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy ate no passport. <laughs> yes, no, I did. A passport. I had two driver's license. And- <laughs> um, okay, the games today, by the way, on, throughout Jimmy. the week, man. I love this time of year. FuboTV.com. If you haven't, if just if you haven't subscribed, why not? I mean, Christ Almighty, there's so many games right now. FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Get on there and subscribe. Um, Friday show, the final of the year. Let's do hot takes for the year to come. How about that? You want to do that? Five, things five, we want to see, some crazy things, some less crazy things. Just give mm-hmm. us some thought. And, and you two listeners, please let us know. Uh, we'll put a post out there on our footy prime Twitter page. So How many goals things... do you think Colin will score this year, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say last time? 15. 15. Think, wasn't it? 15. <laughs> 1, 5. You're only 30 <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> He's deceiving the big man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about this year to come. So, yeah, hot takes. Craziest. The least craziest, whatever you want to do. There's a big year coming up, of course. Olympics, pretty massive. We got Copa America this summer. Hopefully, Canada's playing against Ooh. Argentina if they can get through Trinidad and Tobago in March. Um, CPL looking for another year of growth, of course. Euro. And all our, hmm? Euro. Euro, yeah. Euro. Euro. <laughs> Wonger's going to go down to Kojak's uh, in Montreal and order a Euro. <laughs> Should we just book off June and July, Wonger? Yeah. Just book it off and just, uh, we've been doing a lot of work on it. And our, uh, our website will be launching as well. It's a, yeah, a we're year. getting close. Yeah, again, they're very close. All right, everyone. So uh, yeah, until Friday, yeah, enjoy this weird week of purgatory. We're not quite sure what it is. Dubs loves it. I'm a little bit lost. I don't know what's going on this week. It's weird. Anyway. Um, cheers for listening keep buying newspapers and that'll be it right oh I forgot Richard Scott said Annabelle Chukwu who scored the winning goal in the third place match to qualify the U20 team for the U20 Women's World Cup and send the video too that's mm-hmm. right we, we didn't forget it because you just did it so oh okay yeah so that slide it in at the keep end keep buying newspapers mm-hmm. <laughs> slide it in <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. <laughs> you said it first. They won't even know we're there. I'm feeling oh God, the amount of disgust coming from you, that lower middle quadrant. <laughs> Just you're like throwing up in your mouth every time we talk. <laughs> like, oh, you're disgusting, Amy. <laughs> okay, Wonger. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.